discover the power of positivity. Identify your gifts. Then plan and execute your passion. And ultimately, thrive exponentially in life. And most importantly, in business. On Sudden Eye Impact. With your host, Lee. The environment put me in greater than, greater than. The circumstances that I'm faced with greater than, greater than. The environment put me in greater than, greater than. The circumstances that I'm faced with greater than. Yes, and your life counts, and enthusiasm definitely makes a difference. Hello and welcome. You're live on the Sudden Eye Impact Show with your host, Lee, coming to you from the DFW Metroplex. Hope everybody's having a wonderful day. It's a beautiful day outside. On the Sudden Eye Impact Show, we have fun together, we learn together, and we encourage one another. On the Sudden Eye Impact Show, we discuss a variety of topics, such as, but not limited to, 100% personal responsibility, 100% accountability, mentorship, Accountability partners, the power of belief, the power of thought, the power of expectation, the power of words, consciousness, awareness, energy, being of service, becoming the observer, creativity, innovation, visionary leadership, entrepreneurship, goal setting, goal attainment, imagination, intuition, visualization, economic empowerment, relationships, the power of partnerships belief systems, decision-making, self-image, self-concept, the mind, personal success, and focus, to name a few. On our show, we share concepts, principles, processes, and systems that work when you work them, that deliver good and great results. Our show's vision, mission, purpose, and intention is to discuss and deliver simple, basic, fundamental ways to help everyday people experience more fulfillment satisfaction, enrichment, enjoyment, health, mental health, awareness, and overall peace through utilizing your own latent resources that lie dormant within you. The Sudden Eye Impact Show is spiritual, inspirational, motivational, expressing electrifying, powerful, and transformational content that anyone can take, learn, and apply consistently in any area of their life to either change your life for the better and continue to work to change your life for the best. Today's show is titled The Art Form. My intention today is to begin to teach you to work with energy, to work with the formless, to mold whatever it is that you desire. Now, I want everyone to take a couple deep breaths, release the breath, inhale, exhale, inhale, exhale, inhale, exhale. Close your eyes and imagine a violent, a violet substance coming down, entering the top of your head and filtering all throughout your body. We'll come back and revisit this a little bit later. So the show is titled The Art Form. So the first thing that I want to start off with is 
practicing the art of forgiveness. I've said this many times before on the show. Everybody has to work through their own stuff, meaning each of us individually have to figure out how reality works. Now, with that being said, there are spiritual principles that don't deviate that are set in place. There are natural laws set in place that don't deviate. An example of this is like the law of gravity. Like, you know that if you jump off the top of a building, you're going down, okay? There is no question about it. It doesn't matter if you believe it or not. That's the way it works. Another law is the law of aerodynamics. And in the law of aerodynamics, resistance is a part of it. So resistance actually helps the plane fly. So that's how we're able to travel through the air and reach altitudes and go higher and higher. That's how the plane does it. That's how the eagle does it. That's just how it works. It's a law. It doesn't matter if you believe in it or not. That's how it works. So with that being said, I talked about the violet energy coming in. And we're talking about learning to work with energy, learning to work with the formless. So there are principles that are established that work 100% of the time for every single person the same exact way. It's not biased. So with that being said, for us to position ourselves to be in alignment, to be congruent, and to work with these spiritual principles and these natural laws, we're going to have to do some things. There are some things that are essential. There are some things that are absolutely necessary. And one of those things is practicing the art of forgiveness. There's things that we experience in life. There's things that happen to us in life. And how we choose to respond to these things, whether they're good, bad, indifferent, right or wrong, neutral, determines a lot. And this is part of the process of figuring out how reality works. So the art of forgiveness. Today, we're going to put heavy emphasis on this because it is this pivotal thing, this critical thing, this catalytic thing that will open up things for you like never before. The art of forgiveness. So someone may have been assaulted and they're holding on to the pain and they they are holding that thing against the person, the perpetrator. Well, let me show you how it works. I empathize with you and I don't reduce it to nothing. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that if you continue to hold on to the pain and you continue to hold on to the aggression towards the perpetrator, you're going to remain a victim. 
What I mean by that is that person has moved on with their life, has probably even forgotten what they did and who they did it to. And you are allowing that person who is not even conscious of what they did have your power. So what I'm doing is asking you to position yourself in a position of strength and take your power back so you can get unstuck, unstuck and move, begin to move your life forward again, begin to advance, begin to flourish, begin to prosper, begin to thrive and get unstuck. Now, how you're going to do that is you're going to first forgive yourself, understanding that you are not necessarily at fault for what occurred. And then I'm going to ask you to do the next thing is forgive that person. Why? So you can take your power back. And maybe it's not even that type of situation. Maybe it's um, you lost a job because of a misunderstanding with a supervisor or a coworker. Whatever the case may be, it does not matter. Forgive yourself and forgive the person that you feel did the offense to you. Why? This is going to clear up where the energy can begin to flow synchronicity uh, easily, with ease, uh, with rhythm, with flow, you know, out of telling. When you practice forgiveness, you unclog your pathways and put, position yourself to be blessed or to have success, to have positive new experiences. That's what forgiveness is about. Forgiveness is not about you and it's not about the other person. It's about clearing the pathways and getting clear about what you want, what you desire, what you require versus being confused and being stuck. So when you practice the art of forgiveness, it's like the law of vacuum. Like if you have your closet full of clothes that you're not wearing anymore, and then you donate those clothes or you throw them out, that space in that closet by law will begin to become filled again. And this works in everything. This works with this works with money. This works with relationships. It works the same across the board. That's what the picture that I'm trying to paint for you to see. There are spiritual principles that are established that are intact. There are natural principles and laws that are already established that work the same every day, all day, every day for every single person. And when you come into alignment with these principles and laws, become congruent with them and agree with them, they'll work for you. Otherwise, when you're out of position, they work against you. That's why if you never seem to have energy, you're always tired. We're getting to the root cause of it. If you always seem to come up short uh, on the financial end or you always owe someone or you're always in credit card debt, this is getting to the meat of the matter. You might need to take a look at this. You know, get your 
pen and paper out and write down things, backtrack it, research it, do the work for yourself. Don't accept this just because I'm saying it. Prove it to yourself. It works, and it works for everyone. doesn't matter where you come from, where you live, United States, out of the United States, does not matter. Country does not matter. This is how it works. These are spiritual principles and laws, natural principles and laws that are working 24-7. Back to forgiveness. So when you forgive, you are opening up pathways, you're opening up doors, opening up gates for flow to be able to enter in, flow of energy, flow of the formless. You know, when, you're, when your mind is clear, you're thinking right, you're believing right, you're expecting right, and you act right. So these things are important. Now, I'm touching on it. So the next thing I want to talk about is the art of contemplation. Earl Nightingale said it best. We become what we think about. See, we just touched on it with the art of forgiveness. When when we think about the pain, the next thought is we're thinking about the person that caused the pain. You know, it could be a relationship, girlfriend-boyfriend relationship or um, parent-child relationship. It can be any different relationship. It can be innumerable amounts of things, but it still works the same. When you think about the pain, you think about the person that caused the pain. But what you really need to think about is how reality works. And how reality works, since you become what you think about, a like thought attracts another like thought. So if you're constantly thinking about pain, the next thought is going to be about pain, the next thought is going to be about pain, then it begins to affect your emotions. So then you become sad, then you become down, then you become depressed, then more negative things happen. Then you get the attitude of, woe is me. Oh, life isn't fair. Why does all this have to happen to me? Well, the reason that it's happening to you is because of the way that you're thinking. Because your thinking impacts your feelings. And then your feelings impacts your thinking. Your thinking impacts your feelings. Do you see where I'm going with this? That is why it is essential to feel good. It's very important to feel good. So Earl Nightingale said, we become what we think about. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, a man is what he thinks about all day long. Buddha said, all we are is the sum total of our thoughts. So could it be that our life is the way that it is because of how we've been thinking, how we've been believing, how we've been expecting? We can see other people being successful in relationships, but we can't see ourselves being successful in relationships. 
we can see other people with a nice luxury vehicle, but we can't see ourselves with a nice luxury vehicle. We can see other people and feel that other people are deserving and worthy of owning their own home or condo, but we can't see ourselves being deserving and worthy of owning our own condo or owning our own single-family home or whatever it is that we desire. We think those things are for other people instead of thinking that's for me. Well, let me tell you, you are fearful and marvelously made. Every material thing, including money, is for you. Whether or not you choose it and you receive it and you appropriate it and you manifest it and you demonstrate it, it's all up to you. But the house on the hill is not for so-and-so. It's for you. The BMW, the Mercedes, the Land Rover, the Tesla, whatever kind of vehicle is not for other people. It's for you. Um, the six-figure job, doing what you enjoy that match up with your talents and gifts, is not for so-and-so, Miss Lucky or Mr. Lucky. It's for you. You have gifts in you, too. So these things, these material things, are not for someone else. They're for you. And they're for whoever desires them and whoever is willing to do the spiritual, mental, and physical work to acquire them. There are no free lunches. There's no such thing in this life as getting something for nothing. But any good thing is for you. It's not for them. It's for you. You can have it too. And proof that you can have it is they have it. Now, I'm not saying covet their stuff. What I'm saying is if they demonstrate it, you should celebrate them and understand that there's a possibility, that there's a potentiality that you can have it too. And it's coming from your believing and your thinking. See, if there's something that you desire and you don't possess it or you don't manifest it or you don't demonstrate it or you don't appropriate it, it's because of your belief system. You're going to have to go into your belief systems and you're going to have to change some of your core beliefs. See, the fact that you think that something's for someone else and you don't think that it's for you or you don't think that you're deserving of it or you don't think that you're worthy of it shows you that there is a kink in your belief system. And so what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to take that programming out, that conditioning out, that paradigm out, and install a new program. It's as simple as that. Now, I'm not saying it's going to be easy and that it's not going to take work, but Nothing will happen to you or happen for you or through you until you can change the programming, change the conditioning, change the paradigm, if that makes sense. So, like, if you want to make, I'm just going to use numbers we can connect with. If you want to make $50,000 and right now you're making $40,000, you're going to have to put in a new belief. You're stuck at the $40,000 level because you feel that or you think that you expect that that's all there is. But the truth be told, there is no glass ceiling on how much money you can earn. 
because you have to create the money by creating the value and exchanging the value. When you create the value and the value is observed and then it goes beyond that and then it is exchanged, higher results happen. That's what it is. It's a result. It's an output. The effort, the thought, will be equivalent to the result. Results are the name of the game. Outcomes are the name of the game. Exchanging value is the name of the game. See, we get stuck on the money part when really it's not really about the money. It's about the value and respecting each other's time. See, time is being exchanged. You have to value a person's time because time is their life. And that's where we come with the terms of the monetary terms. So if you're having trouble increasing your income, you need to get your mind off of that and get your mind on value and get your mind on time. That will help you overcome the block with money because I know in the United States there's there's an issue with the subject of money. So sometimes what you have to do is you have to go away from the thing, and it might sound counterproductive. You go away from the thing to another avenue, and then it'll bring you back from a different direction, back to the thing, and then things will be better, if that makes sense. So basically what I'm saying is that there's not just one way to travel. There's more ways to travel than one. Back to the art of contemplation. So we know that we become what we think about. And so all the spiritual teachers and leaders and who's who of all fields across time have disagreed through time and immoral on everything. But it is this one thing, this one consensus that they all agree upon, and it is we become what we think about. So Buddha said that we are the sum total of our thoughts. Ralph Waldo Emerson said a man is what he thinks about all day long. Earl Nightingale said the strangest secret is that we become what we think about. So in school, they don't teach us to think. But we all have the ability to think. So we have to participate in the thinking process. We begin to participate in the thinking process we no longer begin to just accept what someone tells us or what we hear, what we see. We study it out. We research it. We begin to think for ourselves constructively and abstractly. And we figure out that we can create because we are co-creators. So thinking is important. And it impacts our believing. So Back to material things. If you think that a material thing is for somebody else, it's not for you, that's inaccurate thinking. That's wrong thinking. So what we want to do is we want to get on the side of right thinking. We want to get on the side of accurate thinking. We want to get on the side of precision thinking. Like, you have a power to think. You should think about what you desire, not what you don't desire. See, we're co-creators, and we're always 
co-creating. We're always manifesting. But my question is, are we manifesting? Are we demonstrating? Are we appropriating what we don't want or what we do want? And if you was to take a survey of this, I would say about 90% manifest things they don't want because they're operating out of a space of fear instead of love, out of pessimism instead of optimism. So we all have the ability to think, and this is a power that we should employ on the positive end to create the results, the outcomes, the outputs that we really desire instead of thinking that someone outside of ourselves is controlling us and that these negative, bad, or mediocre results just keep showing up because someone else is doing it. No, you're doing it. And until you assume 100% responsibility of it and begin to work with it, nothing's going to change in your life. does not matter if you go see this big-name speaker, that big-name speaker, this, that, and the other. It does not matter that you take all these different classes and so on and so forth. If you don't daily, consistently, constantly work with your thinking, nothing is going to change for you over an extended period of time. R repetition is the cadence of the universe. So everyone that's doing anything well had to go through the process of space repetition and they put in the work <coughs> that's why they're getting the results that they're getting that's why they're getting the outcome that they're getting that's why they're having the output that they're having that's why they're having the productivity that they're having there's no way around it they're doing the spiritual mental and physical work the next art I want to go to, the show is titled The Art Form, is the art of allowing. You have to learn to practice the art of allowing. Sometimes you have to get out of your own head. You have to get out of your own space. You have to get out of your own way. Like they used to say in the 80s, wake up and smell the coffee. Like, are you what, walking past beautiful flowers and not recognizing them? Do you just take a moment to breathe fresh air? Or are you too stressed out and you existing instead of living? Well, there's here's something for you. The art of allowing. The art of allowing is if you could just let go and be able to take in the fresh air be able to observe the pretty flowers, be able to smell the coffee in Starbucks instead of going there, grabbing a cup of coffee and rushing off to work. You're in control, but you're under the illusion that someone else is under control. So what I entice you to do is to wake up and begin to practice the art of allowing. Let go for one day or for one hour and just participate in the natural process of life. 
to see if you can be awakened. All of us do it. And they're saying most of us are not awake. You know, we get dressed, we rush off to work, we jump in our car, we travel the same way to work. We rush through working, the eight-hour, nine-hour shift, then we jump back in our car, we rush back home, take a shower, eat, go back to sleep to go do it all over again. One person said something interesting, I forgot who said it. But they said that we haven't lived a thousand days. We've lived one day a thousand times over and over again. Which one is the depiction of you? Have you lived 1,000 different days or have you lived the one day over and over and over again? This is about helping you get unstuck. This is about taking you from time bondage to time freedom. If you begin to utilize your mind and your speech, begin to work with your believing, go back to the drawing board with your pen and pad. Write down, what do you believe in the area of your career? What do you believe in the area of relationships? That means personal relationships, family relationships, friendships, uh, social relationships in your, in your uh, career. You know, what do you believe about that? What do you believe about your health, your physical and mental health? What do you believe about time freedom? Or are you stuck in time bondage? You need to get a pen and paper. I mean, it costs you nothing but investment of your time and yourself. And you need to write these things down so you can see, like, what is going on with your life. And you can begin to discover some things. Then you can begin to set the course to change your life for the better and begin to work these principles that are on this show Many other podcasts and books, such as Think and Grow Rich, uh, the, the Magic of Believing, uh, the Dynamic Power of Prosperity, uh, Catherine Ponder, uh, Joseph Murphy's work, uh, all of Napoleon Hill's work, uh, Bob Proctor's work, Peggy McCall, several, uh, Joe Dispenser. Tony Robbins, I mean, all the big names. I mean, just study this, study these things out, and you'll see that primarily each teacher, each guru are teaching the same principles. But if you don't integrate, implement, and appropriate, these principles, learn them and apply them on a daily basis, your life can't change. It's only by doing the work, doing the spiritual work, doing the mental work, doing the physical work, will your life change. It doesn't happen by osmosis. You know, just because you ride with uh, this guru for a full day, nothing's going to change in your life. He or she has a routine. They have something that they do every day without fail. That's the difference between them and you. So back to the art of allowing. You got to just wake up 
and begin to see your surroundings, begin to smell the fresh air, begin to look at the leaves on the trees, begin to look at the grass, the shiny morning dew, see the dandelions, see the beautiful purple flowers and yellow flowers on the side of the highways. You got to open up your eyes to see, see through them. You know, this is what it's about. If you're going to continue to be closed-minded and existing instead of living, you're going to stay stuck. But if you begin to take 100% responsibility, go on the discovery, go on the search, embrace the journey of figuring out how reality works, how life works, you'll be in for a thrill. It does not matter about your current condition. It doesn't matter if you don't have a job. It doesn't matter if you're not making enough money. Doesn't matter if you're not happy right now. Do the work. Begin to research. Tell yourself, I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to figure it out. It's in me. I have the capacity to figure it out. Begin to work with your believing. Take a look at what you believe in these key areas of life. Begin to look at your thinking. You know, what am I thinking at this time of the day? Or am I not thinking at all? What am I expecting? You know, am I expecting? I say the definition of of ignorance is to do the same thing and expect the same result. So if you're not aware of your thinking and you think that you're going to change your life, you're under illusion. It's insanity. I meant the definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting a different result. You can't. It's impossible, meaning it's not possible for you to get a different result or a different outcome if you continue to do the same exact thing that you've been doing. In order to change the results in your life, you're going to have to do something different. And I recommend practicing the art of allowing so you can just become aware, become more aware, become more conscious of what's going on around you. The next art that I want to deal with is the art of receiving. <clears throat> You're going to have to begin to learn how to receive. That is one of the most powerful principles in the earth realm. Giving and receiving, it's interchangeable. You really can't have one without the other because it'll be out of balance. And whenever you're out of balance, you cause deficit. So I'm going to say it this way. We are all farmers. And you can look at an agricultural farmer. If he plants corn, he knows that he's going to reap a harvest of corn. If he plants tomatoes, he knows that he's going to reap a harvest of tomatoes. There's no guesswork in it. He's not putting the seed in the ground and digging the seed up. He's not putting seed, tomato seeds in the ground and then digging it up. He plants the seed. He waters it. He thinks right. You know, and thinking right, he's cultivating, he's nurturing, he's using his faith, he's trusting the process. He knows that the land is going to yield his harvest at some point. He doesn't try to control the time. He's not concerned with that. He does his due diligence by putting the seed in the ground and watering it consistently. 
and the rest is by faith. Every day he waters. So the same thing with you. So let's say you want a car. So you plant the seed by affirmation or by meditation or by self-talk, auto-suggestion. However, so you plant the seed, okay? You just plant the seed. You don't go to your front door and look out there and see if the car is out there. That's digging up the seed because when you go look out the door, you already know the car is not out there. That's like digging up the seed. So you plant the seed, and then let's say you make $500 a week. Well, you set aside $50 the first week. Then you set aside another $50 the second week. Then you set aside another $50 the third week. Then the fourth week. All the way through 12 weeks. Now you've saved up some money. Now you have enough money for a down payment. So then you go to the car dealership and you look for the car that jumps out at you. And then you use the down payment and you get a deal done on the car that you want. See? But all the time that you were working and you were saving the $50 each week, you was like, hey, I'm going to get a new car. I'm going to get a new car. I'm going to get a new car. See, the train of thought, I'm going to get a new car. I'm going to get a new car. He wasn't concerned about when. He wasn't concerned about, am I ever going to get a new car? You just set the tone with your thinking by thinking that you were going to get a new car, and then you took a corresponding action by setting $50 aside each week until you got enough that you felt would be enough to represent or be a symbol for a down payment, a good faith estimate on getting the car. It works the same way in everything, with a car, a house, um, girlfriend, boyfriend relationship. You go out on the first date, you treat her to dinner, so on and so forth. Then y'all go out on another date. That one goes well. Then you go out on another date. Then eventually, at some point, y'all commit to each other. It's the same thing. You planted a seed, you're watering it, you're nurturing it, you're cultivating it, so on and so forth. So when you give, you have to also be able to receive. And a lot of the reason that a lot of people, for sure, with the subject of money, they're not receiving the increment or the consistent flow of money is because they don't know how to receive. They got pathways blocked so the energy can't flow through. And that's why I was talking about the violet energy entering in through the top of the head and filtering throughout the body. You're going to have to learn to work with the formers. You're going to have to learn to work with energy. Energy is here, right here, right now. It can never be created or destroyed. It's here right now. So everything is here, right here, right now. You're not waiting on time or any of that. It's all here right now. So you're going to have to learn how to work with energy. You're going to have to learn to work with the violet energy. That some comes in through the top of the head every day. You're getting a fresh dose, and it's filtering down through your body, and it's being molded by your thoughts. So if you're in a negative vibration, the universe is giving you those negative vibrations. 
And those that are in the positive vibration, that stuff is being molded positively and they're getting material things, experiences, so on and so forth from the violet energy according to the vibration that they're in, according to the bandwidth that they're in, according to the frequency that they're in. That's how it happens. So we must learn how to receive. And receiving, you actually have to be more aggressive than planting the seed, meaning you have to do a little bit of more work to position yourself and then follow your instincts and be open to receive. You know, it may start with a cup of coffee or it may start with a, a treat to dinner. Don't reject those things. Because I think it's in Job, it says, despise not small beginnings, that latter end will greatly increase. So maybe someone invites you to breakfast, you know, at McDonald's. Simple thing. Don't reject it because then the next thing that may come your way is someone invites you to eat steak at, at an elite steakhouse. Then the next thing that may happen, someone may give you a $500 gift. We don't control this, but the thing of it is, is you want to be open to receive. So learning how to receive is a critical skill. You know, this comes with jobs, this comes with promotions, this comes with uh, referred business, so on and so forth. You're going to have to learn how to receive. If you want to have more than you currently have, you've been kind of stuck at the same level, you, you need to visit forgiveness. You know, is there someone that you're holding odds against or someone that you're not forgiving, including yourself? Um, the art of contemplation, you know, what, what do you think about? What are your habitual thoughts day in and day out? Um, what are you thinking when you first wake up the first one to three minutes? What are you thinking just before you drop off to bed? Cause these things are being projected on the screen of space and being broadcast out. That's how everything comes to you. You're a signal like a radio broadcasting station. You know, are you in the wrong vibration and, you know, you, you, you're broadcasting your neediness. You know, no one cares about what you need. Your needs have been met. That's why you shouldn't be in a negative vibration. You shouldn't be in a negative bandwidth. You shouldn't be in a negative frequency. You should be in gratitude because there's always something to give thanks for. I mean, there's always something to give thanks for then allowing, you know, are you breathing in the fresh air? Are you seeing the beautiful flowers? Are you looking at the leaves on the trees? Are you seeing the sunshine? Are you seeing the moons, the full moons, the waxing and waning moons, or you're just ignoring everything around you? Now look at nature and it goes deeper than this. It's a system. Look at the hair, the hair that grows back on your face, how your fingernails and toenails grow. It's the same process. It's the same process. That's what we're not getting. That's why men have to shave periodically because the hair automatically grows back. Well, your money is supposed to automatically fill up. If it goes empty, it's supposed to fill up. Or you're supposed to always have an abundance. There's only abundance. But we believe in the illusions more than we believe the truth. Everything is abundant. All of this good stuff is for you. All this wonderful stuff is for you. 
All of these wonderful things are for you. But if you're thinking that someone outside of yourself is controlling stuff, is doing stuff, you know, you, you got this bad luck, this, this bad karma. If you're believing this stuff, you're giving it power. What you need to do is take 100% responsibility, 100% accountability. You need mentoring. You need accountability partners, you know, so you can, no one can do the work for you, but you got to begin to do the work and you need to have somebody hold you accountable so you can see that, hey, all the time, you're being, you have been the one doing this to yourself. It's not someone else. It's not, some, it's not your boss. You know, if you're having an issue at work with your boss, you have negative self-talk, negative auto-suggestion, negative internal dialogue, negative internal monologue, negative inner conversations with yourself. You're fighting with your boss inside of yourself. So when your boss sees you, you're reflecting that, and he responds accordingly. He's giving you what you communicated that you desire. Now, if you can go back in those inner conversations, that internal dialogue, that internal monologue, that self-talk, that auto-suggestion, and revise that and have peace with your boss, say, I thank you for giving me this opportunity uh, as a channel, as a resource to earn a living right now. The boss will respond to you accordingly, favorably. That's what this is about. It's about learning about yourself. It's about embracing the journey and going through the process of discovery to figure out what's really going on. Not what you think is going on, but what's actually happening. Learning how reality works. So the auto receiving is very, very important. I keep coming back to that. You're going to have to mature. You're going to have to get a hold of your inner child and retrain it, reprogram it. Take some of that programming out of from your childhood. You have to get a hold of your inner teenager. Go back in and revise the programming. Change out the programming. Change out the conditioning. Change out the paradigms. That's the only way you're going to be able to advance in this life. That's the only way you're going to experience success in this three-dimensional world. every The process works the same for every single person. It's coming from your believing. It's coming from your thinking. It's coming from your expecting. It's coming from your inactions and actions. And it's coming from the lack of using your faith or the abundance of using your faith. That's where it's coming from. That That's, that's where it's at. That's the meat of the matter. Now, I'm recommending that each person begin to establish a routine that you do within those first one to three minutes when you first wake up, you know. For some people, it's prayer immediately. Then it's gratitude, you know, or vice versa. But you're going to have to, if you want to be successful, you want to experience success, you want to begin to enjoy better life experiences, you want to begin to have finer things in life, these are the two pivotal key moments that you have an opportunity to have positive impact on your life. The first one to three minutes, 
when you first wake up and those last three to five minutes before you drop off to sleep because when you're going into your sleep, what you had on your mind last is being projected on the screen of space, and then those things are being brought to you in your next business day. So these are critical, pivotal, catalytic moments that can positively or negatively impact your life. So if you can begin to work with these times, understanding how reality works, you can definitely change your life for the better and change your life for the best. So I'm going to repeat that. Establish a routine when you first wake, first couple minutes when you wake up, and establish a routine for the last one to five minutes before you drop off to bed. These are important moments. You know, you want to go to sleep on a calm note, on a positive note, you know, maybe stating your goals or desire that on your current belief level. And then as you get to a goal, you reach that goal or that belief level, then you can stretch it some. But you have to start where you are. And the number one thing is when you first wake up, you want to verbalize and emotionalize something that you desire or require. And the same thing as you drop off to sleep, emotionalize and verbalize a desire or requirement that you want to see fulfilled. Another thing that I think is very important to go along with this is learning deliberately and intentionally to be able to work constructively with your imagination. You know, when you were a kid, you played make-believe. Like, you didn't necessarily have to have someone to play with. You played with your own self. So I think as we get older, you know, out of high school and into adult life and we come up against all these challenges and obstructions, issues, and problems, we we kind of lose touch with our imagination. But our imagination is a tool and resource that can profoundly help us, that can help us on an epic level. So I say deliberately and intentionally learn to constructively work with your imagination. You know, set a goal. You know, construct scenes of the thing coming to pass. Assume the feelings that you would feel and how you would act if you actually accomplish that thing. You know, do this over and over. Everything is repetition. Repetition is the cadence of the universe. Anyone that's succeeding on a mid-level, that's succeeding on a big level, they are getting these successful experiences because they understand space repetition. Nothing happens by osmosis. 
Absolutely nothing good happens by osmosis. You have to engage in a routine, and you have to have space repetition over, over, and over, and over again until the thing manifests. That's how it happens. No one's a super-duper-duper star, and then they snap their finger and the thing happens. That's not how it happens. That's unrealistic. They've done the work over and over again. They have their thinking aligned. They have their believing aligned. They have their expectations aligned. And then they're doing the spiritual, mental, and physical work. And they have also used their faith. Like they know that it's going to happen with a high level of certainty, with surety, with fidelity. They understand that this thing will happen. It doesn't matter when it happens because there is a gestation period. But they know that it's sort of like a done deal. They know it's going to happen at some point. They know it's going to happen eventually. And so it is with you. That's what you have to do. Begin to play with these feelings. Go over your scene over and over again. Maybe it's someone saying, congratulations, Bobby, on your promotion. Or maybe it's somebody saying, congratulations, Bobby, on getting a BMW. Does not matter. But just understand that these things work. Begin to formulate scenes of your success. Begin to have audible conversations, being congratulated for your promotion or your new car, your new home or your marriage, so on and so forth. You're going to have to use your emotions, your beliefs, your thoughts, your expectations, your corresponding actions, and your faith to work for you. Stop expecting negative things. Block it out. The law of polarity. If there's a negative, there's a plus. You are the only person interpreting things that happen to you in your life. You're the only person that can interpret it. Begin to look for the silver lining in everything. Begin to look at what you think is negative, what you think is obstructions, what you think is challenges, what you think is problems. Begin to see them as teachable moments helping you through your journey. One man said that the mind, I think it was Einstein, the mind stretch can never go back to its original dimensions. Something to that effect. If you set a goal and you really go after it, you're going to raise yourself. You're not going to be happy with the level that you're currently at. If you really set a goal and you go after it, things are going to have to change. And it's not just obtaining that goal that matters. It's the person you become in the process of pursuing that goal and accomplishing that goal. You become so much more by just trying to obtain that goal. You understand what I'm saying? You're going to become a different person. You're going to become more mature. You're going to become better. You're going to become more seasoned. That's why you have to have goals so you don't stay stuck and you're not able to stay in your own way. 
because everyone knows what they should be doing. But the question becomes, do they have the courage to do it? You can't be afraid of failure. You know, Michael Jordan said, I can accept failure, but I can't accept not trying. Dr. J said, I expect more for myself. I demand more for myself than anyone else could ever expect. A lot of people out there compulsively under-earning. Your family is suffering because of it. You're suffering because of it. Set a higher goal or set a goal and go after it with all your might. The only way you don't get the goal, you know, and this is in congruence with your skill set and ability, your work ethic and persistence, you're going to have to pass the persistence test now. But the only way you don't accomplish a goal is if you cave in and quit. You stop going after it. If you really go after a goal with everything that's in you, you are guaranteed to reach the goal as long as it's in alignment and congruent with your skill set, you know. If you never played basketball before, you're not going to go to the NBA. So I don't, that's not what I'm saying. But if you're making $20,000 and your goal is to make $30,000, you can do it very easily. Go after it with all your might and don't give up until you get it. That's, that's what I'm trying to drive home. That's the point that I'm trying to make. Believe in yourself. If you don't believe in yourself, no one else can. You are a manifester. You've been manifesting this whole time, your whole life. But you've probably been under the impression that somebody else was doing these things like you were a puppet on the string. That's not how reality works. Everything is 100% on you. Now, one man said it this way. Life is 90% what happens to you and 10% how you react to it. So what I'm trying to tell you, I've said it over and over and over again. It's coming from your believing. It's coming from your thinking. It's coming from your expecting. It's coming from your actions or inactions. And it's coming from your negative or positive faith. That's where everything is coming from. When you begin to work with the spiritual principles and spiritual laws, and begin to work with the natural principles and natural laws, the universe helps you according to where you are and what you display. So if you're in a negative vibration, that violet energy is still coming in, but it's being formed according to how you are. If you're in a positive vibration, positive frequency, positive bandwidth, the violet energy is coming in, flowing throughout your body, filtering throughout your body, and it's being molded according to who and where you are. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting a different result. So what I'm saying to you is, where is your believing? Where is your thinking? Where is your expecting? What corresponding actions are you taking if you believe? You should always be active. There should never be inaction. And then where is your faith? Are you using positive faith or are you using negative faith? You are a manifester, and you've been manifesting all this time. The question becomes, are you manifesting what you want or are you manifesting what you don't want? 
So in today's Sudden Our Impact show, titled The Art Form, we talked about practicing the art of forgiveness, practicing the art of contemplation, practicing the art of allowing, practicing the art of receiving, and learning to work with energy. We went into great detail about this. These things work, and I encourage everyone to find out how reality works. You have two gifts, your mind and speech. And through those, you can create anything that you desire in this three-dimensional world. does not matter where you came from, what your race is, all the excuses in the world. does not matter. If you find out how reality works, you begin to work with your believing. You begin to work with your thinking. You begin to work with your expecting. You begin to work with your corresponding actions, using your faith to work for you instead of against you. Learn to work with the formless. Learn to work with energy. Understand the creative process. Within your skill set and abilities, you can do great things. I'm going to leave you with a few quotes. Colin Powell said, A dream doesn't become reality through magic. It takes sweat, determination, and hard work. Henry David Thoreau said, if one advances confidently in the direction of his dreams and endeavors to live the life which they have imagined, they will meet with success unexpected in common hours. Until the next Sudden Eye Impact show, I command you to go after your goals with all you've got. Discover the power of positivity. Identify your gifts. Then plan and execute your passion. And ultimately, thrive exponentially in life and most importantly in business on Sudden Eye Impact with your host, with your host, Lee, Lee, Lee.